You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Wondering how things could possibly go wrong for Jonathan Taylor in 2022? We'll paint the picture next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here on the Wednesday, August 3rd episode. And I'm going to force Heath Cummings to play the pessimist today. We're going to take a look at three high-end running backs and try to figure out what could lead them to wreck your fantasy seasons. Heath, you ready? We'll start off with an easy one. He's just the, the near consensus number one overall player. I think you, Dave, and Jamie all have him as your number one overall player. I don't, but it's not because I don't like Jonathan Taylor. But tell me. How could Jonathan Taylor possibly bust this season? But bust is a strong word, but disappoint. How could he not be the number one running back in fantasy football? Well, Christian McCaffrey could just stay healthy and Derrick Henry could stay healthy and Alvin Kamara can do what he did in 2020. And they'd all be three points better than Jonathan Taylor was last year. So that that's the, like the, the way that he does not deliver as the best running back in fantasy football. It's just those other guys do what they have done in the past. If you're looking for a concern about Taylor himself, the closest I could come to manufacturing one would be that Frank Reich trusts Matt Ryan more than he trust, car, trusted Carson Wentz or Phillip Rivers, that the Which offense goes is fair. more pass-heavy than it has the past couple of years, and that Naheem Hines actually is the predominant option um, as far as the running back in the passing game. So Taylor sees his carries go down without seeing his catches go up much, and they throw more in the red zone because they trust their quarterback so the touchdowns go down as well yeah there's been a lot of talk in indianapolis about you know making more use of both Hines and taylor there's a lot of talk about more two running back situations more uh personnel packages featuring both of them and you know that makes sense those are two of their best playmakers it's something they got away from last year and you know like you mentioned as good as jonathan taylor was last season it was the lowest points per game for a number one running back since 2017 since Devontae Freeman. So, you know, in terms of floor, there's probably not a lot of things that could go wrong with a guy who has his track record and his skill set and his lack of injury history. But yeah, the, the upside probably isn't as high for Jonathan Taylor as some of the other high end running backs. Here's one that's probably a little easier because I know you had Najee Harris in your bus column. So you're kind of expecting Najee Harris to be a disappointment. Tell us why. I'm concerned that this offense isn't actually going to be that much better with Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett than it was with Ben Roethlisberger, but it will be different in ways that are worse for Najee Harris. He led all running backs in catches last year, but still was just RB8 on a per-game basis. And I do think that there's a pretty good chance they don't throw 650 passes with Trubisky and Pickett in the huddle instead of Roethlisberger. And more pressing, I'm concerned that a much lower percentage of Trubisky and Pickett's passes go to running backs than Roethlisberger's did. So I think it could be a double whammy on his receiving volume. And that only gets made up if he's either more efficient or he scores more touchdowns. And if the offense isn't any better, then I'm not sure he will. Yeah, I've seen some some frightening reports out of training camp so far. One, Kenny Pickett's the number three quarterback right now. It's Mason Rudolph actually giving Mitchell Trubisky more competition, which I think we expect that to change at some point, but apparently Pickett hasn't been too impressive. And I just saw that uh, in red zone drills, Mitch Trubisky over Monday and Tuesday of this week has gone 
0 for 14 in scoring opportunities uh, in his last 14 attempts. So, yeah, maybe not going to see an improved offense uh, in Pittsburgh like we hoped for. What about an offense that we do think is going to take a giant step forward? Denver. Javante Williams, a top 12 RB in, in ADP. Last week was Javante Williams week every week, and it actually happened once. Is this Javante Williams season? That's what we're hoping for, but tell me why he could bust. I mean, he could bust because they could just keep it at a 50-50 split between him and Melvin Gordon. Gordon could be almost as good as him, and they could just both be borderline number two running backs. I don't actually think that's going to happen, but there was a report today that Gordon took most of the snaps with the ones and looked better than Williams. So it's at least possible that Gordon could get more work than what we'd all like to see happen. Yeah, we uh, fantasy players, we often want teams to go with the the sexy young running back and, and go away from the old veteran. But, you know, Melvin Gordon had as many carries as Javante Williams in one fewer game last season. And actually, I believe out carried him in terms of yards per carry. Not that that's, you know, the be all end all. But I think the point is, of all the number one running backs, the exception of maybe Aaron Jones, Javante Williams is the only one who has legitimate competition for carries. So. Yeah, I like him, but I haven't drafted him yet, except for one team where I went with more of a zero RB build, and I got him in the third round. Where are you at on Javante Williams? Have you drafted him much? Uh, round three is about where I'd like to be. Yeah, and he tends to go closer to the top of round two. So in most drafts, I'm not ending up with Javante Williams. That's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today in five. We'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.